that's fine. Okay. Welcome to Yes, but. Hey! Hey! We're finally here at the end of it all, and it's time oh to talk God. about season six in its entirety. Yeah. yeah. For the last episode. Yeah. Because we haven't talked about it yet. That's true. Uh, we, we we all abstained from <clears throat> watching more episodes after watching the last one, I think. Um, clearly in these quarantine times, we've had to do things a little differently. We can't, we can't record the first part and then take a break to watch the episode and then talk about the episode. It just makes way more sense to watch the episode and then do the whole recording. You know, yep. listeners, to pull the we've lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> we've lied to you for at least half of this season. A I think some could tell. Scenes instead of yeah. watching it all together, or like after the first half, which is what we've been pretending to do, we've yeah. actually watched it beforehand, and then Travis just puts the break in there. It's it's a movie magic. Yeah, yeah, it really is. yeah. But so yeah. So, so we have seen the last episode already at the time of this recording. However, uh, we're not going to talk about it right now. No, yeah. we're, we're going to talk about the rest of the season because it, for final fucking Lee, was the last episode. And you know, you know yeah, what that means. We talk of. about the rest of the garbage dumpster fire that the this fucking season was. Um, yeah. I honestly, I went back and looked at a list of episodes in this season, and a lot of them I have already forcibly removed them from my brain. Yep. <laughs> Just taking them out. Hey, yeah. You didn't That's even fair. have to, like, put it in your, like, trash or recycling bin in your little like file system right travis it just <laughs> deleted itself yeah. <laughs> it just mysteriously vanished off the hard drive so actually I, no what i did is i stuck a magnet up to my forehead <laughs> and it just whoop yep. <laughs> Fuck. big old scratch on the disc but it's all right hell yeah <laughs> i also want to talk about real quick because i said a couple of episodes ago that i would like look into some production history and uh-huh. maybe see like why this episode why this season was the way it is and i honestly couldn't find a whole lot so hmm. like if you are somebody who's worked on supernatural and you know anything like hit us up you know um but on the wikipedia it does say this um the show's creator eric kripke originally planned for the show to last only five seasons which we already knew but due to increased ratings for the fourth and fifth seasons the cw network renewed the series for a sixth season kripke did not return as showrunner however he remained a hands-on executive producer leaving longtime series writer sarah gamble to take over day-to-day production of the show um filming for the season began with the series star jensen ackles directed fourth episode weekend at bobby's to give the actor to give the actor enough time for pre-production, Kripke wrote the season finale. Oh, okay. Yeah. That um, really explains a lot. Yeah. Uh, Gamble said the sixth season of the show would focus on the brothers' relationship. The season steered towards the format of early seasons with lots of meat and potatoes close-ended episodes. Those are the freak of the week episodes, right? And a season-long mm-hmm. story arc weaved in. 
According to press release by the CW, Heaven and Hell fell into complete disarray, forcing Sam and Dean to reunite to beat back the rising tide of creatures and demons spawn that roam across a lawless and chaotic landscape. The season jumped ahead a year to get some distance between Sam and Dean, get some personal history for each of them to allow for new conflict, new circumstances, new stuff. The brothers' roles were reversed, blah, 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 blah. Okay, the rest of this is just like stuff we already know. And mm. about how there were a just couple a of... Just a general rundown of season six. Yeah. Mm. there were, And how there were a couple of, um, you know... <clears throat> stuff. Like, parody episodes. Like the Twilight episode. Mm. Um, yeah. The X-Files episode, etc. Uh, this... So, we could have done a two-parter for the season finale um, because Let It Bleed and The Man Who Know Too Much were actually aired together originally. Yeah, but after watching both of them, I feel like it really didn't need to be like that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I read a little blurb while we were doing the last episode. Um, I read a thing that the only reason that they aired back-to-back like that Mm -hmm. was because the CW needed to make time for the uh, series finale of, um, oh, that Superman show. Yeah. Smallville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the series finale of Smallville was airing, so they were just like, ah, do both Supernaturals. We need whatever. They didn't want, like... yeah, I feel like it was just kind of consequential, and it did. It wasn't. It did to me. It didn't feel like a part one and part two situation. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I I could see why they did that because the first part of the two part really ends on a pretty gnarly cliffhanger, and at least you got. And this was, you know, you know. A good sandwich has balance, you know, like peanut butter and jelly, uh, but... Mayo and mustard. Yeah, yeah, you know, a good balance of flavors. Uh, this two-parter was a lot more like a rotten hot dog and a really nice mustard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, this was just... Yeah, there was like a couple like really good episodes this season, which I think... Uh, I don't we'll know. get into those in a bit. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, but right now let's go back through the rest of the season and talk about our favorite episodes, our least favorite episodes, our favorite characters, our least favorite characters, and so on and so. <laughs> Who would like to begin? Where do we want to start? Well, I started with best episodes that I was putting together on my list, so that's where I'm going to start. Who wants to start is the question I'm asking. I'll start with uh, favorite episodes of the season. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Mine is pretty succinct and easy. Uh, Frontierland, French Mistake, of course. And Weekend at Bobby's, which I kind of don't remember. I just remember Pie. And I remember, like, the lady trying to get in Bobby's pants. Yeah. That's pretty much what I remember from that episode. French Mistake, uh, mm, it's it's good. Uh, it's it. The worst part about the French Mistake is that it is stuck inside of season six. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, same. And then Frontierland is just cool as fucking hell. 
Um, it's just Dean's wet dream of being stuck inside of a spaghetti Western. That's valid. Yeah. That's uh, valid as fuck. How about you guys? Um, for best episodes, Uh, I had weekend at Bobby's as well. The French mm -hmm. mistake appointment in Samara and the man who would be King. Ooh, those are good episodes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Appointment in Samara is the one where Death gets Sam's soul back and Dean has to be Death for a day. And yeah, it's, it's got Robert Englund in it. Yeah, and honestly, mm-hmm. like, God, I would never complain about more Death, you know? Um, <laughs> he's so good uh, in in this show. Everything. And we talked about when we recorded the episode, like, are the writers just pulling out extra good dialogue for death or is the actor just so good? Julian Richings is his name. Is the actor just so good that like everything he says just, just gold. And honestly, it's a question that we might never have answered, but yeah, that's okay because Julian Richings has such a voice that I, I could watch him read out a, and phone book like it's that good and then the man who would be king we of course recorded a couple weeks ago um the worst thing i can say about the man who would be king is it's in season six um but it's great i love seeing an episode from Cass's point of view um considering that he is the big bad for this season i kind of wish we'd gotten more of that um and and yeah i i just really really liked it Really, it's one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. So, what about you, Travis? These are uh, short. I lists, mean, obviously, <laughs> all of our lists are going to look exactly the same, right? Um, obviously, and like, but the all the episodes people. that y'all have said already are on my list. I, however, am going to add Family Matters. What? I'm at, mostly the only reason I'm adding Family Matters is because it introduces it doesn't introduce but it like it really shows us the alpha vampire mm-hmm. and introduces the idea of purgatory. Okay. So those were two things in this season that I kind of as much as I love I think the last few episodes I've talked about how much I love the conflict in heaven plot. Mhm. I also do really like the concept of the alphas and how they're like the most like the originals. Yeah. Um, I think that is a cooler step up of monsters to fight, like going after alphas mm-hmm. yeah. for Sam and Dean, because they obviously they've already conquered all of the other shit like that. Right. Um. So like, I think chasing it uh, intentionally chasing alphas, I think would have been a cooler line to go down sure uh instead of what happened to it which was basically nothing (laughs) (laughs) i also want to go ahead and say with these best and worst lists these are not the only episodes that i liked in season six these were just my favorite episodes right Mm -hmm. these are not the worst episodes these are not the only episodes i didn't like in season six these are just my least favorite or what i consider to be the worst so and of course this is all our opinion if you feel yeah. like we're absolutely wrong feel free to tell us on twitter at Hadcast. so yeah let us know i uh, i also want to throw my heart will go on out there oh that is a good episode yeah 
Yeah, I just I love that like thrust into an alternate reality situation. Yeah, mm. and it was I fun to see Ellen cool, again. Cool little thing. It was cool yeah. that it didn't overtly tell us until a little ways into it. It let us yeah. figure it yeah. out for ourselves in like the it, first it, minute. It started mm-hmm. in media's rest, and I really liked that. Mm, um, yeah. I also will go ahead and say, even though this is not my, one of my favorite episodes of the season, Mannequin Three: The Reckoning. Yeah, that yeah. one was interesting. Was not was a good. I, I enjoyed it. It was an interesting episode. So, any time that the boys don't solve the thing, and someone else has to step in to help, it's usually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I do, as sad as the ending of that episode is, I do find it very sweet and kind of cool. Yeah. Where, yeah. where she just stabs herself in the fucking kidney with a giant piece of sugar glass uh, yeah. to help get rid of her sister. I thought that was just cool as fucking shit and metal as fuck. Um, are we ready to talk about uh, worst worst yeah 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 let's do it yeah the entire rest of the fucking season (laughs) any episode we didn't mention yep uh namely all dogs go to heaven and unforgiven yeah yeah those were the two where i was like fucking why like unforgiven had really cool ideas but much like metallica just falls fucking flat I you know, didn't hate Unforgiven, I don't think. But it wasn't yeah, like, my favorite episode either. Bruh, there are way cooler spiders in other media. It didn't why did why did it have to be another dude with wonky eyes? Okay, you know? That's fair. You're correct. <laughs> correct. Like, yeah. like they, oh God, they took so the right. coolest they took the idea for like the coolest monster that Supernatural could have had. And it's just a dude covered in like that aerosol like party spray yeah. and yeah. weird contact lenses. That's fucking it. Okay. Fuck, man. I have some more specific answers and actually Family Matters is one of them. Yeah. Any episode that deals heavily with Samuel or the mother, I was just like trash. Yeah. Like a virgin, fucking why? That episode. Yeah, Mommy my Dearest, my big one that. was gonna be like a virgin. Yeah, and then there were none. Fuck that episode as well. Um, yeah. Clap your hands if you believe. Awful. Uh, gosh. Um, ooh, I hated. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that one was lame as fuck. What happened in that episode? That's the one where the truth goddess is making people be honest. Oh, God. Yeah. That was, oh. Yeah. I didn't really like the season opener, which was Exile on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, fuck, there's a lot of bad in this. Cage Teeth yeah. wasn't yeah. awful. Yeah, okay, I did like Caged Heat, I think. Or at least I didn't hate I didn't hate it. Um Yeah. Well Caged Heat was when like we thought uh, Crowley died. Yeah. Crowley died. And like yeah. Nick came back. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Just the, the rest problem. of the season really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, how about you, Travis? You got any other worst episodes that stand out to you? Um, 
I think we've said all of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm, I think... I think that's it. I'm not going to lie. I struggled with this next category. So, What's that? Um, yeah. Favorite freak and least favorite freak of the week? Oh. I, this one. This was, I mean, least favorite goes to, and then there were none for me. Um, yeah. It's on it. Okay, I'll just go ahead and say my favorite freak of the week, the alpha vampire. Yes, absolutely. Legitimately the only, we barely saw him. Legitimately the only one I could think of that I liked. Um, least favorite, the rest. <laughs> the rest of them. The rest of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Literally every favorite freak of the week that we hadn't already been introduced to before. So that's excluding vampires. Um, yeah. Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. Genies. See. Oh, that's pretty much been, it. <laughs> because it took us three years to record this season. Um, I didn't even remember the alpha vampire. He was cool as shit. Yeah. I did not remember him when I was doing this list. That's fair. Uh, like, the ones I've got down are Mannequin Ghost, uh, the Phoenix Dude. Uh, oh, God, the Phoenix was awful. Te- technically well, Cass. Technically mm, Cass. I count Cass and, as a big bad, so I don't yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. I also um, put down Soulless Sam. He's also in my uh, worst Freak of the Weeks as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, <clears throat> ge- generally, my biggest gripe with this season, and I said I've said it multiple times, which was being introduced to new monsters, but they were just dudes with glowy features. Yeah, yeah. with weird eyes. Yeah, yeah, with weird eyes or like something on them glowed. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't. There wasn't any cool makeup or uh, powers, extra or, powers yeah. or anything. It was just like people that were like couldn't die and just it was yeah it didn't do a whole lot for me yeah i think I all of them feel like it's a trend thought. that continues through the rest of the show if i'm not wrong yeah uh, i well yeah. Mm, it's a toss some sometimes mm, it's toss so yeah. my least and i understand that sometimes there are budgetary reasons for this like we can't just supernatural doesn't have the money to do you know, crazy shit. But then maybe don't, like, write an episode about dragons? If you can't do a fucking dragon. Exactly. If you can't do Fuck. a phoenix, maybe don't write about a phoenix. Now, the, okay, yeah. the phoenix dude was the coolest of just the dude monsters, but it's still lame as fucking hell. Oh, I think the phoenix... Honestly, the dragon... Okay, so... I said the rest of them were my least favorite, and that is true, but if I had to pick out, like, ones that just, I hated. The dragon, the phoenix, um, that's pretty much it. Well, the dragon and the phoenix were pretty much the fucking same. Yeah, Yeah. they were exact, they both had glowy hands that could set Mm -hmm. people on fire. Glowy hands and olderish accents, that's it. Yep. Um, Fuck, man. That just awful. I hated it so much. I didn't like the truth goddess. The spider people were 
pointless lame yeah lame and what lame. kills me is so many of them could have been very cool yes yeah if there like had they just had been so a much little potential. more thought put into it yeah once again this is- I, I feel like if they had just done a second draft of some of these episodes yeah. it would have been tighter and cooler and maybe we could have done some cool prosthetic effects but yeah. no this entire season was just the Dark Souls 2 of its entirety, which is to say, too many dudes, too many human bad guys. Yeah. Give me more monsters to fight, for fuck's sake. Or at the very mm-hmm. least, if you're going to tell me they're monsters, make it convincing. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should say I did enjoy the Jefferson Starships. Oh, yeah. Those um, were kind of cool. Mostly yeah, because... One, I didn't mind that they were human-looking, because that was kind of the point, right? Yeah. And two, and they were... I did think the name Jefferson Starship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that Fuck yes. <laughs> um, but the rest of the... I didn't like the the monster that, you know, burrows into you and takes over your personality. I thought that was dumb, and we'd seen that before. We'd seen it before and done way better. Yeah. You know? Oh, also, Travis, that episode, we talked about how there is a Magicians episode that has that same plot, and I was thinking yes. of something different, but yeah, you're uh-huh. right. There is a Magicians episode that has the, the lamp, they're called the Lamprey, and they're also worm-ish mm-hmm. monsters that burrow into you and like read your memories and can mimic you perfectly. But I was thinking of an earlier episode, and I was like, well, it's not quite the same, but no, you're right. It, there is an episode oh, that yeah, is yeah. like almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Except better because uh, they handle it more interestingly. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, I also did favorite side character, and I didn't even bother with least favorite side character because if it's not on this list, I didn't like. Them. I guess best would be I think we Jody had her first. Yeah, Jody Mills and um, fuck Rufus. Or Maitsu, I would probably say. Oh, I was thinking uh, of characters that got introduced in season six. And yeah, I just had Balthazar. Yeah, yeah Balthazar, <laughs> yes. Just Balthazar. If I was doing it for, like, yeah, characters that we've uh, seen before, Jody for sure, mm. Rufus for sure, Death. Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. Well, he was kind of a main. Yeah, kind of. I, I mean, in the second half of this season, he was kind of a main. Yeah. Uh, big baddish. But um, as far as, like, side characters go, yeah. And then least favorite side characters. Again, if you made me choose, probably Samuel. Ooh, I mean, no. just yeah. the whole, baby. The whole Campbell family unit. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. the fucking grambles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I also did um, most pointless death and least pointless death. This season has yeah. inspired new categories for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Um, did y'all have any for that? I I can't. I mean, you're gonna say the main ones. So yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So honestly, most pointless death, Gwen for me. Yeah. Gwen and yeah. Rufus. Literally, there was no reason to kill Rufus. Mm-hmm. Like none. Um, other than to cause Bobby man pain, but like he's there. He's already sad. We don't yeah. need any more of this. And then um, Gwen, I was like, barely remembered she was a character. And then they just killed her off in the in 
the yeah there was just no point to her at all her existing her death her anything so god fuck this season yeah and then um i had the least pointless death as the mother because i was so glad when she finally when she when she died i would classify that as best death I would, I would Just, classify that as death I was looking forward to the most because she was also a point <laughs> actor. No, she did have some point. Just not enough of one, I don't, I don't think. She had the point of being the shittiest red herring ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and fuck, then, man. Um, worst villain, I had the mother. Yeah. The mother uh, coming up at number two is Samuel Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking grambles. Yeah. Like, semi-villain, semi-entirely pointless character. Yep. <laughs> like, 100% Gra- Grambles is a good villain in the same way that an El Camino is a good truck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, best villain, I, I wrote down, um, Cass? <laughs> Uh, yeah, which I do think is the answer, but for reasons we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, even for reasons that are that become apparent in Man Who Would Be King. Well, yeah. yeah, I again, I don't. I th- I think that having Cass be the big bad after Lucifer, correct decision. I mean, yeah. they could have had Bobby be the big bad, and I would have been like, well, this would have never happened. But also, like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Th- huh? Oh, I was going to say, if there was a way to possess Bobby like they did, and, and there were none in a better way? Yeah. Or to, like, clone him? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We do see something similar to this pretty soon. Yeah. So... At least we've got that to look forward to, but yeah. Um. What I'm saying is is that, like, I respect the decision to have the big bad after Lucifer be a personal villain, right? Yeah. That makes sense to me. Because then the issue becomes, well, I don't want to kill him because he's my friend. Yeah, we got to get the evil out. We can't kill right. him. We have to convince mm-hmm. him or turn him back to the light side or whatever. And honestly, Cass's fall from grace, wink, um, makes sense to me, right? It yeah. makes, it, 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 like, it tracks. I, I can believe his character doing this. Um, he's been given free will for the first time in billions of years, and he's kind of flown off the handle. You know, mm. and in an attempt to also give other people free will, has kind of amassed this, or is trying to amass this power. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, just needed to be woven through the season better and also maybe like cut out some other stuff. So this past week, I rewatched. The latter half-ish of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, yeah, which has a very similar plot thread to this season, mm-hmm. 
in that it's pretty much just somebody acquiring enough power to punch God in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Finally, my time is realized. <laughs> exactly. But it's yeah. just the way that that show does it a little bit more succinctly and quickly and doesn't try to fucking hide it and just does it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just get to the thing. Don't try and hide it. Just do the damn thing. Right. Um, like I've said this all along this season. Most of what happens this season should have been condensed or at least flipped around. Yeah. You know, or just reworked to where it was. I don't know. Better. It better. Like, um, uh, one of the things I liked about this, I mean, we, we all agreed, like, the Civil War plotline was just so much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. And you know who I would have liked to see more of? Raphael. Yeah. We like, see them, like, what? three times this season yeah not a whole lot i think so three or four episodes i i think we see them once in the french mistake Mm -hmm. once in the man who would be king and then once in the man who knew too much and we see them well we do see them in uh the third man oh that's right Mm. yeah yeah oh because that's when that whole plot line gets introduced then right So yeah, four um, times total. It would have been nice, considering the fact that Cass has kind of, you know, lost his way to, to an epic battle with uh, Raphael, it would have been nice mm-hmm. to have maybe seen more of Raphael. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have more thoughts on that in the second half of the episode. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get to it. Um Okay. We're back. We're back. We made it. We're finally this at the episode, end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode gave me so much of what I wanted throughout the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. And I wish there had been so much more of all of it. Yeah. Yep. So, you know how last episode, Travis, you were like, this is the penultimate episode um, how the fuck is the season gonna end? Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out season six doesn't really end until, like, three episodes no. into season seven. Yeah, yeah I kind of got that. It had a very, like, end of season three kind of feel. Yeah. Where it was just like, okay, well, this isn't resolved, so can't wait till next season. Because uh, <laughs> Ben said he kept watching like the like four more episodes into season seven when he finished it. Yeah. Oh, I, I did that because read it was... the description. I read the description <laughs> of the next episode and then had to close my computer and walk away for a little bit so I wouldn't be tempted. Yeah. Oh, I feel you. I did it. I watched four more episodes mainly because I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot what it was like to like this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, man. Yeah. I mean, same. That's yeah. how I feel about this episode versus the whole season. Yeah. Fuck. I, oh, man. Yeah. So, um, Supernatural typically has season cliffhangers as their season enders, but season six 
the yeah. cliffhanger feels different because it feels like a continuation. It's not really a cliffhanger. It's like, well, yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I guess I'm trying to get across how it how. Okay, so season four ends on a cliffhanger, right? Um, yeah. yeah. It ends with Lilith being killed. Turns out she's the final seal, Rutrow, and now um, <clears throat> Lucifer's coming back. Sam and mm. Dean are right there. How are how are they going to get out of this? Right? Cass is presumably dead. Who knows what's going on with Bobby, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at the same time, at the end of season four, despite its cliffhanger and clear like momentum into season five, the main threads of season four still feel kind of wrapped up, right? Yes. Uh huh. Like the story of season four, which was preventing Lucifer from popping out of the box and also dealing with Lilith, that story is ended. It just didn't end well. Yeah. Right. But season six, it doesn't. It hasn't really, ended. It hasn't yeah. ended. Yeah. It's the the conflict has not been. I mean, I, I said it felt like season three, but even at the end of season three, the conflict was, will Dean go to hell or not? Yeah. And he does. Yeah. So the end of that conflict is over. And with this, it's like the conflict rages on. Yeah. yeah. It's, I guess the conflict that's over is like Cass has definitively won the Civil War against Raphael. Yes. So that question yeah. is answered, right? Who's going to win that cage match? And then... Is Cass going to escape purgatory? Or is is Cass going to be able to use purgatory to get the souls? That's also answered. But we don't know any of the consequences of that. At the end of season four, we were aware of the consequences of Lilith being dead and Lucifer being out, the apocalypse. Yeah. But here, there's still, still so many questions that need to be answered. Like, what's going to happen to Cass? What's the deal like with, like, with purgatory, you know? It feels like we've still got some more to explore, which we will in the beginning of season seven. Mm-hmm. None of this is a yeah, bad like, thing, <laughs> right? We, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, it was kind of put forth to us that the consequence of Cass absorbing all those souls is that he could expe- potentially explode yeah. Yeah. and destroy the planet. Yeah. But obviously that hasn't happened. So now it's like, well, now what is going to happen? Exactly. Yeah. And if, yeah, like if man, if man who would be king was a mid-season finale, and this was like the return, and then we got six more episodes, or like you know six to ten more episodes of having to deal with god-powered casts, yeah, that would have been tight. Yeah. Yep. Um, but alas. But alas. Let's go through what happens this episode. Just a quick sum up so that we can all be on the same page. Yes. So this episode, like other good episodes this season, and begins in media res. Sam is somewhere and he has lost his memory. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know who he is. He's running around. He's being chased by the cops. It's uh, no bueno for our boy. 
he runs mm. into a bartender who is never named. I went back and checked. Um, and she agrees to help him figure out what's going on. Uh, they end up at a motel where Sam sees, like, episode one style, you know, conspiracy theory shit on the wall. <laughs> and he has yeah. a flashback to Dean and Bobby and him finding um, Ellie, who was the hot MILF uh, professor from like a virgin and last episode last episode we found out that she uh was a creature from purgatory who came out when Mm -hmm. hp lovecraft opened a door blah 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 uh she has been tortured by cass cass has taken her blood to open the wall to purgatory um as well as a virgin as well as he apparently needs a virgin's blood someone should really explain to him that virginity is a social construct um <laughs> uh and therefore it does not matter in spell making but whatever uh she ends up dying before she can tell um uh, sam dean and bobby where cass and crowley are Cash shows up at that point and is like, well, this is unfortunate, but Dean and Bobby and Sam are like, shut the fuck up, Cass. We know you did this too, you son of a bitch. And Cass is like, <laughs> okay, look, I'm sorry, but I'm going to break Sam's wall, um, which, if y'all remember, was the wall that Death put up so that Sam wouldn't remember any of the crazy shit that happened while he was soulless slash in hell. Um, mm-hmm. He immediately gets KO'd. Uh, and Sam's kind of in his mind, like being chased by the soulish version of himself. So eventually it comes out while Sam and this bartender are on the run that he actually met the bartender when he was soulless. Um, she was used as like a hostage by a monster he was trying to kill and Sam just killed her so that the hostage would be gone so that he could kill the monster um he realizes this when he kills Solus Sam and like absorbs his memories yeah she cryptically is like you're not gonna like what you find you should just stay here in your mind forever and Sam's like I can't do that um in the real world uh, Bobby and Dean finally meet up with Balthazar who tells them where Cass and Crowley is also Cass immediately portrays Crowley <laughs> like they're getting ready to do the ritual to open purgatory yeah. and Crowley's like can't wait to have those souls and Cass is like about that fuck you um, <laughs> also Balthazar backs out of like helping Bobby and Dean any more than he already has uh, Cass mm-hmm. so he doesn't die Cass finds out that Balthazar betrayed him and kills him anyways. Uh, so, womp womp. Uh, yeah. It's kind of sucks. Balthazar was a cool character. Fuck Good night, yeah, he was. Dork. Good night, sweet prince. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Okay. Um, meanwhile, in Sam's mind, he meets up with Hell Sam, or Cage Sam. Uh, and Cage Sam is not looking too hot. They have... Yeah quite frankly, a wonderful conversation about how Sam can't handle what hell did to him. Yeah, much like some... you will. (laughs) What? Much like uh, some 41, uh, Cage Sam has fallen to pieces. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Not going well. Um, 
despite that, Sam knows that the only way to get out of the place he's in, which is his mind, is to kill Cage Sam and absorb the memories back. And he's going to do this because he'd never leave Dean to just handle everything that's going on by himself. So he does that. And um, meanwhile, Dean and Bobby do find where Cass is, except Crowley has teamed up with Raphael. And now Raphael's going to absorb all the souls. But Cash just happened to have an extra jar of blood hanging around. Oh, no. It was the jar that he gave Crowley he was a jar of dark switch. blood. Yeah, he did the old yeah. bait and switch. So, so Crowley gave Cass a jar of the El- Ellie's blood and then also the, the virgin blood. And Crowley's like, all right, give me the blood back when he and Raphael have teamed up. And Cass instead gives them a jar of dog blood. They try to do the ritual, but they don't have the right blood. Cass goes off and does the ritual by himself. And then he comes back and just obliterates the shit out of Raphael. I mean, it's kind of wonderful to see. Oh, yeah. He Lucifer style explodes him. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was very a la when Cass exploded. Yeah, exploded at, at the end of season five. Uh, mm-hmm. After Cass says the name of our show, hey Aspen. Um, <laughs> so he lets Cass lets Crowley grow, uh, go because he has plans for him, but can't let his own brother go as Raphael kind of like begs for his life. Uh, and Cass is just like, "Peace out, bitch!" Finger snap, exploded. Dean and Bobby are have a again. The end of this episode is so good. Dean and Bobby are like, okay, you did what you needed to do. Turns out you were right. Let's get those souls back into purgatory. Cass says, nope, there's a lot of people in heaven who need punishment, apparently. Sam tries to kill Cass with an angel sword. It doesn't work. Cass is too strong for it now. He Mm -hmm. then and then the episode ends. With Bobby, Sam, and Dean standing in this room while Cass proclaims himself God 2.0 and tells them that they need to, like, basically kneel to him or else get, mm-hmm. yeah. get exploded. Mm-hmm. Kneel that's or how, die. That's how the episode ends. It ends with a shot on Cass's eyes as he looks like a full on crazy person. And it's honestly so good. <laughs> yeah. This episode's so good. I loved everything about it. But uh, let's uh, hear from you guys. So one of the big things I have is, like, Cass says that he has tried to explain to Dean the whole situation mm-hmm. about why he needs to fight Raphael. Yeah. But I feel like he hasn't. Because in The Man Who Would Be King, we find out that Raphael not only wants to, like, take control of heaven, but wants to restart the apocalypse. Yeah. Mm. Like, get it back on track. I don't think we, unless I just don't, straight up don't remember, I don't think we ever hear Cass explicitly say that to Dean. No, he does. Um, Oh, he does? He does in The Man Who Would Be King. Uh, Okay. 
Which, by the way, I actually feel like these ep- the episode titles should have been switched. I feel like this episode should have been called The Man Who Would Be King. And yeah. The Man Who Would Be King should have been called The Man Who Knew Too Much. A minor thing, but I, it, that, that's yeah. always just made more sense to me, to be honest. But well, it does. Yeah, because the, the Man Who Knew Too Much is supposed to reference Sam, I guess, getting all of his memories back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do agree. Like The Man Who Knew Too Much kind of fits... Cass's role in this season a lot more. Yeah, because the, the and then thing in he the, knows, also that vein, the man who would be king is also Cass. The, th- the mm. thing he knows is um, free will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know how in um, the Genesis story, Adam and Eve, their fall from grace is um, because they ate the forbidden fruit and gain knowledge of good and evil. Yes. I feel like there's a parallel between that story and Cass this season. Mm-hmm. He, for the first time in billions of years, has learned about free will. He's given the choice to do, to act and to do what he wants. And he chooses wrong because he has been given that and i just feel like that's a very interesting it's an interesting take yeah Yeah. that supernatural could explore more it's kind of fucked up like oh this is the first time Cass hasn't been listening to you know his betters quote unquote and look at how off the rails he went Mm. a little free will is a dangerous thing apparently um yeah but it's also kind of interesting and it makes sense with his character you know like it's it's like gosh it's kind of like if um like sam and dean just went to an alien culture and was like you don't have to live like this live like this and then left and didn't leave them any tools to figure yeah, it out, yeah. and then it just evolved into chaos, you know? Um, which is kind of mm-hmm. what happened, right? Um, Raphael represents the get in line, shut the fuck up, obey the scripture side of things, and then Cass represents the what if we didn't murder everybody, and also angels could choose what they wanted to do side of things. Um, yeah. And uh, it just kind of, you know kind of just goes goes bad shit and i'm i'm into that you know um i'm into to dark tales about what happens when we get what we want um mm. in in a way and and that's kind of what's happened with cassie's season but make no mistake this is sam's episode oh for sure mm. for sure um and i think that i think him being trapped in his mind and having to kill not only Sola Sam, but also Cage Sam is uh, really interesting and kind of brilliant. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we knew. It, it, it's like a way of him like conquering his inner demon, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Both the malignant ones and the, the pitiable ones, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we we all knew that the minute death was like, don't scratch the cage, oh, that wall was going to come a tumbling down, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that is basically death, 
put a, a gun in the drawer or on the mantle and then put a giant sign around it being like, this is Chekhov's gun. It's gonna go wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. And I liked the bartender I... lady. Yeah, so was that scene that she was in where they like explained where she came from in Sam Psyche? Mm-hmm. That wasn't something we had seen before. That was just like a fla- a side flash to something Sola Sam did while he was Solus. Yes, correct. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's why we never know her um, name because Sola Sam didn't know her name. That's true. Okay, you're he, right. He just killed her. Uh huh. Like the bitch he was. Um, one thing I wish that they had done with hell Sam uh, or in the cage Sam was I wish they had done a little bit more to rough him up other than put streaks of red paint on his face. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could have if if they had had the budget for some shit like this, gone like a full fucking Hellraiser dude, Sam has no skin bullshit. Oh yeah, a fucking Cenobite or some shit? Fuck yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, not even a Cenobite, just like the way that Frank looks in Hellraiser, like having oh. no skin or just having these mass legions all over his body and face and like see a lot more visibly hurt yeah. than you know, what I, we see. You know, you know I try I not to think about the rapey dad from Hellraiser too often. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not the dad; it's the uncle. Oh yeah, it's the uncle. Still, yeah. But, yeah, and then it takes the dad's skin or whatever. But yeah, I don't like the fire effect that they do whenever Sam is because we see that once he's waking up, he's like, "Oh, hell!" Flashbacks, and it's just him with bad CGI fire around his face and shit. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of describe what I would have liked to see. And maybe this was just outside the budget. Um, I won't, uh, we'll never know. Uh, unless we talk to somebody who worked on season six, please God, if you know anyone or listen to the show. <laughs> um, but like, uh, I, okay. So here's kind of how I imagine it. So to me, in this show, the way I would have done it is the concepts of heaven and hell are just too much for our tiny human brains to understand. Which is why when humans go there, they don't really see what heaven and hell is actually like. What they see is a hallucination or something that they can, you know, that their brains can process. Um, That's why we, that's why we never see like an angel's true form because it's just too much. Right. Um, For me, the cage is less, or I would have preferred it if when Sam walks into Bobby's house, he doesn't see Bobby's house at all. It's pitch black. He Um. walks by himself for what feels like an eternity and eventually he finds Cage Sam, but Cage Sam isn't on fire. He's suspended from a meat hook. Spoiler alert, meat hooks are going to become a big thing in season seven. Um, <laughs> there is a light on him and only him. And that's how Sam sees him. And it, Cage Sam is completely fucked up. L- missing limbs, half his skin ripped off like suspended from a wrist which is got to be one of the most painful ways to be suspended when you've got a meat hook going through it 
like just completely like eviscerated eviscerated yeah maybe yeah and maybe he is maybe he's been disemboweled like yeah and and the way sam finds him is there's blood dripping from what should be a corpse but then he starts talking and realize that he is aware enough to speak but is also in excruciating pain that to me would have been a more effective image than no, there's some CGI fire, and also um, he has some red streaks, and he hasn't used the new yeah. conditioner in a couple of weeks. Um, I think. Well, I think like his hair and his clothes were like soaked in blood. I think that's an effect they were trying to go for. Right. Yeah. But it was so fucking dark in that scene that you couldn't really tell. Yeah. And that's what they wanted. They wanted it to be so dark that you couldn't tell. A because I don't know if they didn't just have the special effects for it. Or if the CW was just like, hey, look, we know what you want to do, but this is a family network. Yes, yeah, standards and practices. <laughs> we only, we only have sexy teens yep. and monsters that want to fuck. We can't show gore. Yeah. Oh, because, because I do love your idea, but it would never fly on the CW. Yeah, you're, you're right. But what I'm saying is, is that like what I imagine in my head, the cage to look like, that's what it yeah. looks like. There's not even, you don't even oh, God, see anything yeah. that looks like a cage. It's just darkness, and you can walk forever yeah. and never cut, run yeah. into anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you the know. innards of uh, gluttony in Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. 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 And um, I just think that that would have been, and maybe like the only thing Sam hears is like other people breathing. Ooh. I think that and like plops in the creepy. distance. Yeah, and then like dripping yeah. in the distance, and it's his blood, and like maybe he even mm. trips over his guts. Like, mm. and, and again, that's just that's just what I would have done. This is a very specific question. Yeah, but have you ever heard like when a butcher or somebody messing around with meat that they're about to cut like a giant piece of meat like a pork shoulder mm-hmm. or something like that when it's when the there's that wet slap of it yeah. hitting the cutting board yeah. that's what i'm imagining that wet yeah just plop yeah yeah um i'm just imagining because like just imagine a character okay sam's enters Bobby's house. He's expecting to see the interior that he knows almost as well as like the interior of the Impala, but instead it's pitch black. He can't see anything. There's a light on him, but nothing else. In the only thing he hears around him and he tries to speak and say something, but then he realizes that something in the darkness is breathing heavily. Not like Mm creepy pervert heavily but like injured animal about to die who's crawled off to die heavily he like the only thing it can do to survive is breathe yeah Mm -hmm. and it like oh god sorry one of the things that really stuck with me is when i was a kid and i was driving with my dad in like bumfuck alabama we were driving over this bridge and we saw this cat and it didn't move and my dad was like, that cat's too injured to move. It's just waiting to die. And that is something that has stuck with me my entire life. 
And that mm-hmm. like feeling I got is something that I think would have been a very effective thing to see in this episode. So he's Sam's just walking and he's doesn't see anything and just he hears something else breathing, but he can't tell where it's coming from and it seems to be all around him and oh god, he's alone with his thoughts and maybe he's never going to get out of here, maybe this is his new reality and he should have listened to that bartender and he should have never gone after Cage Sam and then he trips over something and realizes much like what we saw in the first episode that blood is dripping down on him and he uh, looks up and sees himself. That'd have been cool too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, that's just like a fanfic and fan fiction that I would like to read. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll keep it in mind for when we remake the show. Yeah, in ten to fifteen years. Mm. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's move on from that. Um, yeah, Bobby and Dean didn't have a whole lot to do this episode. Again, it's mostly just just Cass and and Sam. Yeah, it's the Cass and Sam show. Bow, bow. I did like when Crowley and Raphael kind of teamed up. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, Mark that Shepard was a real. I that was definitely like the biggest fuck you that Crowley could find. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it was like, because I loved how offended Crowley was that Cass was going back on their deal. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was like, I don't even break my own deals that are more powerful than this. Like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing, my guy? Yeah. Uh, so it was like, I know the one way to get you back. Yep. I'll go tell your dad, brother. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this episode should have been last episode, actually. Oh, I yeah. feel like it should have been the mid-season finale, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, me yeah. I, mean, I like <laughs> the idea of doing it a mid-season finale, but if we're not going to rewrite the entire season. <laughs> I mean, that's what this fucking episode feels fucking like, you yeah. know? Yeah. It feels like just because I know what happens next episode. Well, yeah. Ari knows what happens next episode. It should have. It's an interesting season finale, but. It's more, I think. Um, I think that season, or rather, I think the Sam in his mind thing should have been its own episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. also more with with uh, Cass and Raphael. Man, mm-hmm. one of these days. No, it's not going to happen. When we remake the show in 10 to 15 years, we're going to have a fight between two archangels that actually does what a fight between two archangels is supposed to do. God damn it. Um, I'll be hype as fuck in pretty much a Dragon Ball Z fight, which is the only good parts of Dragon Ball Z. Basically. Well, that's the whole part of Dragon Ball Z, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna we're going to get that knockout, drag out, you know, 
brawl. Yeah. that we've been promised in season five and we've never seen. Um, yeah. Uh, and again, I like Raphael as a character, and it would have been cool to see more of that power play between Cass and, and Raphael. Honestly, mm-hmm. again, if I'm just going to rewrite season six in its entirety, I feel like Dean and Sam kind of would have taken a back seat. Yeah. They should have been a back seat for like whatever yeah. else happens this fucking season. Or maybe like Cass involves them more in the Civil War. I don't know. I feel like yeah. Dean and Sam are just playing catch up at this point. Well, if so, here's what I think. Because, uh, like I said earlier, I still really like the in- introduction of the Alphas and Purgatory. Yeah. I think this season should have been, obviously, get rid of the Campbells entirely. We do not need them. Worthless. Have yeah. Cass introduce not only the stories of the Civil War, mm-hmm. but also tell Sam, have Cass be the one that tells Sam and Dean about Purgatory. Yeah. And have Sam and Dean, their quest for this season is go catch uh, go catch Alphas for Cass because Cass needs help fighting the war. Yeah. yeah. And, and then have it be revealed that not only is Cass, like, Cass is working with Crowley to try to crack open Purgatory. Sure. Uh, because the reason that Cass needs the Alphas is then he turns him over to Crowley to have him tortured yeah. to figure out how to open up Purgatory. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then everything else that happens in The Man Who Would Be King and The Man Who Knew Too Much, like Cass gets Lyra revealed and then all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would have been a much better... If just those ideas had been in place for all of season six, mm-hmm. instead of a couple of times throughout the season, mm-hmm. then It'd I be think a lot it would better. have been a much, a much more interesting and a much better season to watch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this episode, again, falls into every pitfall that season the good episodes of season six had. Great episode... Uh, what's it doing in this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's in and service to a story that is just utterless trash. Right, and I feel like not utterless. Like definitely, Sam's whole thing and Cass's whole thing in this episode could have been separated into two. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it only had to be one because there was nothing else they could like they ran out of time because they pissed away all their good time with grandpa campbell right yeah and the mother yeah did i not say when the mother got introduced that this was one of the most pointless plot lines supernatural has ever done oh 100 percent. and was i not correct (laughs) Um, yeah. Again, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I want to talk about Cass some more. Sweet. Okay. Sweet baby Cass. So, 
I kind of like how he kind he tries to cling onto this idea that he is a good guy. Yeah. Well, that's what makes a good villain is that you can understand their side. Yeah. And you can empathize with their side, but you're still like, fuck, man. You, you can't kill far. all these babies. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, to quote uh, Neil Gaiman real quick, um, in American Gods, Mr. Wednesday says, the problem is the black hats also think they're white hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that Cass is so clearly like trying to do the right thing and truly believes in the righteousness of his cause. Um, and it just—he's gone too far. He at this yeah. point he's killed Balthazar. He's killed at least two of his followers. He um has tortured a woman to death. I mean, she was a purgatory monster, but still, you know. Um, and and broke Sam's wall, which could have killed him. I yeah. like the yeah. moment when he broke, right before he breaks the wall, where he says, please understand, I will save him, but only if you back off. Like, he truly believes he's what he's doing is best for not only himself, but the Winchesters and Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same time, he's put them through so much pain. And, like, just good, good job. What I don't like is I feel like Sam is really quick to just stab him in the back. Literally. Yeah. Um, and maybe you would disagree with me on that. Dear listeners, but I didn't, I, and again, this just goes into like the pacing of the season, but I feel like Sam and Bobby both with the man who knew too much were really quick to be like, oh, Cass is the big bad for the season. Mm-hmm. Dean gave them some resistance, but then the minute that they knew, they Dean Dean is the one who keeps trying to talk Cass out of purgatory, and I feel like Sam just went too quick with the stabbing. I don't know. That's just like a personal opinion. I feel like there should have been more inner conflict there, right? Oh yeah. yeah. How can I we think... kill Cass without without, or how can we take care of this without killing Cass? Yeah. So. And I, I think a lot of it just comes down to time. They ran out of time yeah. to make episodes. Like, they ran out of episodes to make. Yeah. Agreed. So, but yeah, I mean, this is still an excellent episode. I even think Ellie improved. Like, the actress who plays her. Oh, yeah. I think she got better at acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh god and H.P. Lovecraft gets another mention because like Sam finds one of his books in the bar didn't like that mm-hmm. um, again you can yeah just, I was just like why why, why? keep bringing this back oh is H.P. Lovecraft yeah. ever going to be important uh, again are we going to find out that he secretly was running a cult that like brought mon- anything else <laughs> is that going to happen oh no okay cool <laughs> uh, let's see Oh, I wrote down in my notes at the beginning of the episode, Sam is like the he's like the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland, but with amnesia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because he's just like, I gotta get somewhere. I gotta be somewhere. And But then he's like, I don't know why. Yep. <laughs> but I gotta go. 
I really liked the um, woman who he was with, the bartender. Yeah. yeah. Um, she. I also don't think she was a great actress. But I still really enjoyed her character. Yeah, I liked yeah. that it was kind of like a little companion for Sam to take along with him. Yeah, and talk through to. the first. Sam had a very like video game quest kind of story going on. Yeah, a very kind of like go find the pieces of you and get them back. Yep. He, yeah, yeah. To the point quest. where it literally, he literally has like power up moments where you see it like the power sucks back into him. Yep. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. But I liked her. I liked that she tried to convince Sam to go to the hospital. And then when that didn't work, she was like, well, I'm going to go with you because I have to know how this ends. But then she got yeah. shot at and was like, okay, I want to leave now. This is fun. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the bartender's filmography on IMDb. Like, first off, I, I figured it was her, but she plays Joe Lupo on Eureka, which is kind of the uh, deputy to the main character. Oh, okay. uh, but she is also known as, uh, from Blade Trinity, uh, goth vixen wannabe. Oh. Which I think is a, <laughs> which I think is a hilarious name. From Blade Trinity? <laughs> Fucking <favorite> right. Movie? <laughs> The best of the blade. Oh, I can't finish this sentence. <laughs> I do want to watch the first blade now, though. Yeah, they are good movies. The first two, at least. Um. Uh, yeah. Can we call this episode oh. in media arrested De- development? In media. Another thing I wanted, another note that I wrote down at the very beginning of this episode when he like busts into the bar, I was yeah. like, it's a good thing that Sam is handsome because if he was busting into the bar like that and he was an ugly dude, he would have gotten the bat right away. Oh yeah, yeah. he would have like, been, been no, What are you doing here, mysterious stranger? Yep. Like. <laughs> All I want is for one time when a dude busts into a bar in a show like this that he just gets the shit kicked out of him by the bartender. Yeah. Yep. You know, or he like busts in and the mob is there and they think he's a cop or some shit. God, that'd be just way better than just the same, oh, hello, handsome, you know? Oh, I like that Sam refers to Cass. Or it refers to Dean as a male model type. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but why model male models? Some old dude. Yep. Some old dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when he doesn't know who they are yet. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the seven reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh god, that was a solid pull. Talking about movies that fuck me up. It is a fucked up movie. Because the woman says, the bartender says, when they get to the hotel and they see his, like, conspiracy theory wall, uh, the woman says, um, this is all very, a beautiful mind meets seven, which those are two tastes, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two aesthetics. Yep. First of all, if you ever compare me to seven, that is an insult, and I am not happy about it. Um, I never want to be in anything like seven. Like, what what city does that take place in? Because I never want to go to that city ever again. Uh, Seven is horrifying. Horrifying. 
I th- I want to say it's L.A. or like some kind of big city, maybe New York. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm curious too. What city does this take place in? The screenplay was influenced by the time Walker spent in New York City trying to make it as a writer. Principal photography took place in L.A. The last scene was sold in Lancaster, California. Um, so it's supposed to be New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is seven set in Gotham. Oh my god. That's hilarious. The movie Seven is set in Gotham years before Bruce Wayne is even born. It's cool to think that, but there's literally no evidence to this besides they never show the actual name of the city. Uh, but that doesn't prove it's not Gotham. That's fair. Yeah. It's valid. That's actually a really cool take. Yeah, I'm into that. I am into that. Yeah. That does give me a good idea for a fun question for a future episode. Mm-hmm. Like, ideas for headcanons like that. Oh, man. Seven, man. Seven. That's a movie I both do and don't want to rewatch. That's valid. And I feel the same way about Fight Club. That's valid, too. Because I do enjoy that movie, but... Maybe I feel that way about all Brad Pitt movies. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I will say, I, get, I will get the hankering to watch, and I will watch and finish the uh, Oceans fr- uh, franchise. I mean, Oceans is a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like watching those movies because it's fun to watch Brad Pitt eat on screen. <laughs> Very you know, that's specific a, kink. That that's what he does in every movie. There is solid time to him eating. Oh, like how Tom Hanks always um, pees on screen, and yeah. uh, Tom Cruise always runs. Yeah. Yes. Oh, actually, you know what? I recently watched A Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood, and Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers does not pee anywhere. Oh, thank God. I think I someone think told him it. that. <laughs> yeah, I never wanted to watch Fred Rogers piss. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, man. Um, can I just say that I really liked Crowley this episode? Oh, yeah. yeah he was great. Like, he was at it. He was, a, he was a sassy boy. Mark Shepard plays smarmy asshole really well, and he, and Crowley was at his smarmiest assholiness. Mm, yeah. Um, I like how yeah, we talked about earlier how like getting Raphael and teaming up with him was the was the worst thing he could do. It's also the pettiest pettiest yeah. move. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Crowley risked life and limb, sacrificed a tailor to stop the apocalypse from having last season. But the minute Cass betr- reneges on a deal, he's like, Okay, maybe if it happens again, he'll learn not to fuck with me. um yeah i just really liked it i i liked god crowley crowley is one of those people who's like wait what do you mean you're betraying me i'm the one who's supposed to be betraying you that's fucking ridiculous like (laughs) you couldn't have seen this coming crowley you thought Cass was going to not do that oh my god that's like, oh God, one of the things I love about Crowley is that 
he definitely embodies the whole you can always trust a liar to lie to you thing. Oh, yeah. You, know? <laughs> you can always trust me to portray you. That's my thing. Um, <laughs> at least in this point in the show. Maybe not later. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I really like... Like, he did he just honestly expect Cass not to portray him? I think it's because he legitimately thought up until that moment that Cass was going to play fair. Oh, yeah. Well, no one expected Cass to to be the double crosser to be yeah. the bad guy right. yeah. well because yeah because Cass is an angel and like yeah angels are kind of expected to play by the rules right and to be fair and not good. lie and all that but it turns out angels have been doing that the whole goddamn time you fucking moron <laughs> yeah god it was yeah. so satisfying to see and Crowley so rarely gets somebody gets one upped that when it happens I'm just like thank you for putting that yeah. bitch in his place. I appreciate He is a lovely you. bitch, but deserves to be put in his place. Well, just every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I definitely want to see Crowley come up on top sometimes, but every once in a while. Is that a kinky thing? Sorry. Maybe. He does say that Cass is the bottom in this relationship, and what the fuck else he does do. that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just another good omens reference, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was definitely um uh it was definitely Crowley being like I'm supposed to be the one fucking people, not you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm who the fuck do you think one, you yeah, are? Was, yeah. <laughs> I'm the fucker Yeah. Not you the you the Fuck, fucker, fucking, fuck! It's like if Crowley was really into Breaking Bad. I am the one who fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say, good job, Crowley. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about this episode. That's the thing about episodes that I generally enjoy is that I just don't have any anything to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Epi- episodes that I really like, I, I wind up not taking notes on them because I find myself too entranced and raptured by the good episode. Yeah. Especially in this season when it's such a rarity. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day... Just any final thoughts on the season as a whole? I mean, we kind of talked about it. In the yeah, I'm part, glad but... it's. <laughs> what you got, Travis? I'm pretty much just going to say I'm glad it's over and done and dead. Yeah. We... Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, season six is over. Hmm. So I. Gla- I'm guessing. Like, I really hope that season seven has a more put together thread. Hmm. Hmm. I hope so. If, if I were to compare season six to something, it's like when you need to reach the top of a shelf, but you don't have a stepladder, so you get a chair, and then you put a stool on top of that chair, and you're just like so close to breaking your own goddamn neck. Yeah. <laughs> but then you finally do get that thing off the top of the shelf before you fall down. Yeah. <laughs> I- yeah. 
And I hope season seven has a step stool. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all familiar with the movie Baby Steps Out? No. Baby Steps Out? Is that the sequel yes. to Dirty Dancing? Yes. Baby Steps Out um, in parentheses baby. of the corner? Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, they made a Genesis game, I think. And it's just about uh, you play as a baby who is just crawling in precarious situations. And that's the same feeling I get from your explanation of season six. Because <laughs> like, there's scenes where the baby crawls on like an, like a power cable. Yeah. Like by the street oh, or some shit. Okay, yeah. It's 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 insane. It's a terrible thing. Don't watch it. Just yeah. Overall, oh. <laughs> this season is not good. God no. That's not to say that these writers are bad or the, the or Sarah Gamble's a bad showrunner. She's not. They're not. But this season feels like they had, they didn't have enough time to do pre-production. Yeah. You know, I actually think that might be the case because on Wikipedia, in that little thing I read where it says that Jensen Ackles directed Weekend at Bobby's to give them time to do, to do give the actors time to do pre-production. Yeah. Which, like, I don't really know why that would be, but I don't know a whole lot about the TV industry to begin with. I mean, with. maybe... I guess to give the actors a time time to like read over the scripts and like, you know, figure yeah. out where what direction their characters need to go. But it really feel like this... it felt like they had too many ideas and they couldn't decide on one, so they just did everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This season A kitchen sink only works when it's a sandwich or a kitchen sink. Yeah. This season's so bad it's made me think of season eight more fondly. <laughs> That's fair. Um, no, I did not. But yeah, this totally felt like they just like made. They didn't even storyboard. Like yeah. the show that they made is the storyboard. Yeah. With the no edits. And they could and we could give and already have given a lot of suggestions to make this season better. And I am sure there are people who have done like fix it fix, right? Um. But it's just, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Um, this is, this, this is what we got. And I, I, I agree. Like, Travis, I hope you enjoy season seven more. I certainly did when I first watched it, for sure. Yeah. Um, but things always look different on the, on the rewatch. So we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it kind of sucks that this is how we're ending. Even though the episode overall is strong, it's just tainted by the rest of season six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in a way, this episode hasn't actually, or this season hasn't actually ended. Yeah, this is very true. You know? So, um, yeah, it's like season six as a physical being has ended because we got to the 22nd episode. Yeah. But its spirit is going to live on. In season, in the first couple of episodes of season seven. Yeah. So, Travis, the next yeah. episode is called Meet the New Boss. Meet the New Boss. What's it about? 
So Cass is all pumped up full of soul juice, and Sam and Dean have to squeeze it out of him. So in a, a series of hilarious setbacks, Sam and Dean finally tie up Cass and they just squeeze him so hard that he pops out of existence and the crisis is averted. All right. Well, (laughs) I I thought this was going to have to do more with like sexual harassment, you know, M E A T the new boss. Oh boy. Bam. (laughs) I don't know if that's going to happen, Travis. But if it does, we'll talk about it next week on season seven of Hey Half-Butt. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, listeners, I always appreciate when y'all stick with us through the good and bad times. But this season Absolutely. was a particularly, was, was a slog, let's be honest. So if you're mm-hmm. still a fan of the show, um, thank you so much. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know. In fact, as of, as of the recording this episode... Uh, we are just about to get to 20,000 downloads. What? Which Damn. We, what? Which we have gotten to way way faster than we ever got to 10,000 total downloads. That's insane so, to me. Oh, yeah. What? Sorry. Thank you so all so much. Thank you all so much for listening. Everyone, everywhere. Uh, I, I look at the data of where our listeners are constantly. Uh, so thank you to everyone uh, except for the Dakotas because no one there listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a friend in the Dakotas who's a Supernatural fan, we're trying to get to all 50 states. So, you know, hit yeah. us up. We have listeners. We have like listeners in England and Australia, y'all. It is so it's so much fun to see where everyone is listening. Yeah. Um, if you're one of those listeners and you want to say hi to us, uh, please let us, you, you know, hit us up on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we also have a Facebook, Hey Asput, a Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can find all those links on our website, HeyHabCast.com, where um, you can also find a link to our Patreon page, where for $3 a month, month you can watch the or listen to the other show we do called Let's Drag Ass, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural, and also sometimes do other fun stuff too. Uh, for example, for June we watched Ten and Chiro, which was Ben's suggestion. So if you want to hear our thoughts on Ten and Chiro, go uh, go check it out. Um, yeah. yeah, seriously, <laughs> if you've shared the show or wrote a review or hit us up on Twitter. I just want to say thank you so much. I love talking to you guys and I know um, Ben and Travis do too. So, you know, continue continue doing that. We may not get back to you super quick, but we will eventually one day. We all have jobs. Okay. um, (laughs) And uh, I I just want to say until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. Bye.